welcome in to another new episode of the Codings Pro interview series. As always, I'm your host, Ben Dubose, news editor with the AMP Publications team. Today, I'm joined by Bruno Batista, very well known in the roofing world, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. Some of the things going on out in the roof coatings marketplace for contractors and beyond. Also, some of the initiatives that he's got going with regards to diversity, equity, and inclusion, as well as social media use. Bruno's a really good contact, really, for the entire roof coatings industry, so I'm excited to pick his brain over the next 20 minutes or so. Bruno, thanks for taking the time. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you, Ben? Can't complain. Bruno, I've heard about you forever. You're something of an institution on the roof coating side of our business. So for anyone who isn't familiar with your work, just give us a little bit of your career background and what it is that you're doing today. Well, uh, I have a long history in roofing. You know, I've been doing roofing my entire life. I'm a third, third generation of roofing. Either back, even back in Italy, you know, that's where my family uh, from my father's side came from. You know, um, they migrate to Brazil. You know, I was born in Brazil, so I, I speak Portuguese, I speak English, Spanish, uh, a little bit, you know, the broke English. You, you, you can hear my accent, you know, but uh, when I came, I came to America when I was 14, you know, uh, at that time, my grandfather had a roofing company in New Jersey and uh, they did it. Uh, more, you know, the old-fashioned thing, which okay. was including liquid apply system, you know, hot mop, you know, which it, it is considered like kind of like a coating, but it's, you know, the hot. Um, but then, you know, uh, I guess you know, working with the family, you know, uh, I, you know, a lot of people get give get very good work on a family business. I love my my parents and my grandfather, but I, I did not like to work with them. And that's when I uh, started working for a big manufacturer. And, uh, and that's when I started learning coatings. Because uh, I actually, uh, if you look at the history of coatings, you know, if you live it up north, like New Jersey, New York, and all that states, that's where I came from, you know. I, up to this day, people are very reluctant to talk about coatings. And I was one of those guys. I hate coatings. I thought coatings was just, you know, someone trying to sell a milk in a bucket, you know. And that's when my uh, how I started learning, and that that's my story, you know. And and I love coatings now, you know. And I'm one of those, one of the biggest advocates for the coatings in our industry. So what is it that you're doing today? Talk us through some of the projects that you, you typically work with. Just give us some examples of, I guess, a the types of projects and b the part of the world that you're working in. Well, uh, I've been very well known for, you know. For the relationships I created, you know. Uh, so for a long time, I was the guy doing training and demos, job, uh, doing job site uh, training for uh, for roofing contractors in the commercial side, right? Uh, push mm -hmm. them to understand that you know, uh, coding is is not a third option. Coding can be the option. Uh, so for a long time, I worked for manufacturers like Tremco, uh, like uh, Tropical Roofing Products, American Standing Coatings, uh, Ivy Roof System. They created a new division of coatings. So I was the guy that started pushing to roofing contractors nationwide, you know, brand awareness of IB coatings. Uh, but now I left, you know, I decided to open my own business and my business now it's called Bruno No BS, uh, and what I do is more towards marketing. But I also work for for a company called Appellate. They do underlayments, 
and they uh, this year they're gonna launch uh, a, a line of coatings, and it's it's gonna it's gonna shock the the United States because it's something that I, I cannot tell describe the details, but it's gonna be something unique, different, and that's okay. the reason why I took that challenge, you know, to uh, launch a, a new product that no no one ever seen here in the United States. What are some of the challenges that you see in the marketplace that led to that? When we talk about developing a new product, a new technology like that, clearly it's in response to a market need. I know you don't want to give away the farm in regards to the specific details of it, but just talk if you could about some of the challenges that you've seen in the marketplace that led to you wanting to innovate in this regard. Well, I think it's more the challenge of, you know, something new. I always like, you know, I'm a guy that created relationships, you know. A lot of people sometimes say, Bruno, you change jobs like you change your underwear. No, I'm not like that. It's just that I like, I'm the kind of guy that built up a name for a company. And then once they become to be very well known, I go to a next adventure, you know, to try to help them. So uh, the biggest challenge is, right, bring something uh, foreign from a different country, you know, because all the codes, all the all the things that it has to be in the process, you know, in order for you to start selling the product in the United States, you know. Uh, that would be the biggest challenge. Uh, but other than that, you know, uh, in a, I wish I could have had a, a learn a, a little bit younger. And I, I realized, you know, once I, I, I hit my 30s, you know, middle 30s, it's not what you know, is who you know. Once mm-hmm. you have those relationships, you know, you you keep those relationships and you bring those relationships everywhere you go. So... I think for me, the biggest challenge right now is, uh, of course, you, you have the inflation too as well, recession, you know, shortage of label, you know, and those are one of the things that I push a lot, you know, uh, as you mentioned to me, uh, mentioned in the introduction, you know, I, I I love to promote the minority, including women, uh, and include, you know, the Latinos that is, you know, is 70, 70% of our labor force now is is Latino. It's Hispanic people mm-hmm. doing uh, the workforce, you know, uh, so I push that a lot. I want to talk about that in just a few minutes, but to follow up on your point from a few minutes ago on some of the economic challenges, I've heard anecdotally when I write these case studies for Codings Pro on roof coatings projects that there's a lot of people in the marketplace that are intrigued by roof coatings specifically because of the current economics in that if they can just buy another five, ten even 20 years with their existing roof as opposed to having to do a re-roof that's really really lucrative in the current environment given the challenges with the supply chain inflation and that's become something of a boon in the roof coatings marketplace is that something that you're seeing that more people are taking a hard look at roof coatings given that it's not a great time to do a total re-roof if you can avoid it right now Yes, I absolutely agree with you, Ben, because here's the thing. Way back 15, 20 years ago, a lot of companies, they used to buy other companies uh, and use coding as a commodity. They they didn't even invest. You know, I, I, I won't mention the name of companies, but, you know, you see big companies that used to buy other coatings. I almost like to take them out of the market. And to have something just in case uh, the last resource, you know, they hold coatings uh, uh, almost like a last resource. Now, these companies, 
they actually now realize, wait a minute, man, we're going through a, a, a recession right now, more and more, uh, because here's the thing, building owners, you know, uh, they become more well-educated because now you can see everything online, YouTube, you know, social media. And uh, and you got to remember this, uh, our new generation, you know, they not like, uh, you know, they not like the the old generation that mm-hmm. they, they they used to build things that last forever. All right, uh, you know, it's not trying to criticize products or or, or anything like that, but the reality is uh, the, the new new generation right now, all they think is they might not want to be in the business of the 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 family, so maybe they they the family you know own several buildings. And what they want is a, like a, a short solution or, or a quicker solution to maybe sell the business, you know. And that's when it, Cody, I can see now Cody is growing even even more because of that, you know. Because, you know, uh, the mentality of the new generation is that let me get something that I can use so I can sell the business and pass to, uh, you know, uh, a new building owner that, you know, wants that business. But the reality is, like you say before, a, a lot of those big corporations, big companies right now, investing a lot in doing webinars, training people. So there's a lot of things going on, and uh, and I'm so happy because you know, mm-hmm. five years ago, six years ago, you won't see that, you know. And uh, I guess it was a perfect storm, right? The COVID-19, then the economy, you know, uh, the the obstacles that we have right now with the government. It, it actually help uh, people take a second look in coatings and realize it. Wait a minute, coating it is a good thing. It is not just an option. It, it mm-hmm. is something that you know we can use not only to help the environment too, but uh, profit uh, the profitability. It, you make mom, you make money, you make good money too. You know, uh, you you gotta think about it. You know, uh, if you have to put a like a a, a retrofit, you know, put a new roof together. You know, you you cannot use three, four guys. You you need to have an entire crew to do a, a single ply job. Why would Cody? You can do with three, four guys. You know, uh, one guy on the, you know, if you spray, one guy on the downstairs taking care of the sprayer. You know, and two, three guys, you know, doing the details and spraying, and you finish that in a in a way much, you know, on a on a single ply job that can take a month, a month and a half, you know, on a coding job, you can finish in a week, two weeks, you know? Yeah. And another trend that I've heard along those same lines, of course, you've still got your traditional coatings, your acrylics, your epoxies, but you're also seeing more clients that are open to investing more on the front end once they go the coatings route with some of these newer technologies, because of course, it's not just about the initial investment cost for the weeks that you're doing a project, but if you can buy a few more years with the right product, the right application, then ultimately that's going to pay for itself on the back end as well, because you don't have to, you know, get the next job done in say five years. Maybe you can push it to 10 years. Of course, it's going to vary from roof to roof, but there seems to be a a growing awareness, at least from the people that I've talked to, that the investment is not just about the front end, but about the back end as well. Is that something that you see, I guess, number one, when you talk to your clients? And number two, is that something you're thinking about when you develop products, like you were saying earlier, that what you're looking to roll out in the coming months? Yes, I, I I do agree with you now that people uh, uh, see more, you know, uh, 
they invest in new technologies. You know, uh, you got to remember, silicon is still something relative new. Right. You know, even thought, you know, it being in the industry for a long time, but, it, you know, it, it took people out of, uh, you know, I remember, you know, 10 years ago, you wouldn't hear about much about silicon. You would hear like companies like GE and uh, and uh, Geico, you know, uh, those are the ones that w- would push silicon, but nothing else. You know, now, you know, every company have, even the companies that w- were very reluctant on have a line of silicon, like for instance, Tremco, you know, now they have a line of uh, silicon coatings because they want to have that option for a customer. You know, and now you see a lot of hybrid too. And I heard that, you know, that some of the coatings that people, that big manufacturers are creating right now are now considered system. You can, it, it, it's, it's such a big thickness, 80 mils, that is now when they sell, they sell as a system. They don't sell as a restoration anymore. It is considered system. So let's circle back to some of the other initiatives that I know are important to you, and clearly you've prioritized alongside simply roof coating applications and product development, because that's part of your story, but that's clearly not the whole story. You've taken a big interest, as you mentioned earlier, in getting more women involved in the industry, in building up the Latino workforce and some of the opportunities that are there. Where did that start for you in regards to your interest in using your platform, not just for the technical sides of the business and certainly the economics, but to, you know, improve opportunities for the next generation. Where did that start? And what are some examples of things that you've done on that front over the last few years? Well, it start when I, uh, you know, when a lot of, you know, there was, you know, uh, when it comes to women, right, there was a lot of women that was reaching out to me because at that time I was, uh, I was uh, well known in the industry. and. they reaching out to me, you know, uh, complain about harassment, uh, uh, about you know uh, bosses and all that kind of stuff, and it and it, it it made me feel like you know I, I felt the pain because you know I'm I, I, I'm I'm an immigrant you know and uh, and the same thing goes to to the Hispanic people. In one point, I was illegal in this country, so I know the pain, how they feel about not knowing if you know they will find out you legal and you 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 lose your job so one point here in america was illegal so i i, I can sympathize with them and then once you start to realize when you start to get to know a uh, big corporation big headquarters th- there's a lot of people that wants to help but there's a lot of people that is still reluctant you know if you take a look at it you know you see a lot of and i'm not gonna mention name but you see a lot of a lot of uh, head CEOs of big roofing companies and CEOs of big manufacturers, you see more and more Latinos take over on certain jobs, but it's still not in the executive level. When you look on the page of big companies, all the executive levels, you know, they it's almost like a good old boys club. You know, there's a lot of nepotism and then pass to family to family. And you don't see much of diversity. Uh, even thought right now, diversity is such a, a very fra- such a sensitive topic. But I seen that a long time ago, and um, and you see a lot of things happening right now since 2019, 2020, 21, 22. But it's still not enough, you know. It's still, you know, a lot of times it's almost a, a, like a fish bait thing, you know. Mm-hmm. They promote someone on a high position. 
just to make them feel special. But I know they can't. They could accomplish way much more. They could be an executive board level, and I don't see that still happening. So mm-hmm. as long as I'm alive, I'm gonna be preaching. I'm gonna be using my voice to defend and and promote women, to promote the minority. And when I say minority, it doesn't necessarily need to be Hispanic people. It could be you know, you know, a a, a handicap, a veteran, someone with disability, a a. a even and it it doesn't necessarily be called to because there's a lot of people that you know white black in, doesn't matter the color that they don't have a, they they came from the inner city you know and they don't have a, the the opportunity that a lot of times you know it's not presented to them because you know uh maybe you know like i say maybe they they came from a, a countryside they you know could be a white person right And they have an, a mm-hmm. strong accent, and then people already, uh, you know, stereotype because of the accent that the person has. Same thing with me. When people hear my, a lot of times, you know, they stereotype, you know. Uh, but I, a lot of times, I don't think it's more towards races. You know, it's more towards the ignorance of not knowing mm-hmm. the cultural level of certain things. You know, uh, right. for it's a lot of people when they talk to me. They automatic because I have an, an, a Hispanic accent. They think I'm Mexican, you know. Uh, I'm not Mexican, and uh, I'm from Brazil. Brazil speak Portuguese. We don't even speak Spanish, and also that that is the, the the a lot of times is a cultural thing that it's not necessarily like racism. It's just like the the culture ignorance of certain people, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think a way to break through with the message you mentioned that. The executive and leadership opportunities are important, and they absolutely are. But it's also important on the lower levels as well, especially when we talk about opportunities with women, because when you look at the workforce development challenges that everybody is talking about for really the foreseeable future, at least the next 10 years, there's only so much you can do when you play within the same box that this industry is used to, as opposed to if you start targeting people outside of your traditional demographic to potentially join this industry be it again you know entry level but also it scales all the way up to executive and leadership positions all the way throughout the chain then one way to address the shortage a lot of people talk about automation and that's important you know wherever possible but in terms of actually getting more human jobs to fill that workforce shortage, then there's a ton of benefits to expanding your horizon and targeting demographics that you haven't in the past, right? That's what I'm thinking uh, really makes sense when you go down this road. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. Yeah, you, we definitely need to explore and give the opportunity because, you know, uh, a lot of times, like, like I say, you know, and, and a lot of times there's a lot of uh, almost a hypocrisy, you know, that, you know, uh, You hear a lot of companies, you know, oh, let's promote trade, let trade school, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But they only talk about trade school on the physical force because right. when it comes to to you know, and you can go on the websites, they ask someone with a PhD or B, or, or 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 a bachelor's degree on, on on this and that. Look, I don't have any. I I, I have associate degree. That's it. You know, but but. But I know people that they don't have any degree whatsoever, and now uh, uh, have a company that worth millions and millions and millions of dollars. You know, so 
a lot of times you see that you know the hypocrisy of they they want to promote the tr uh, trade but they, they put on the jobs that you know i know people can't do it without the degree but they put it a degree and, 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 and what is that <laughs> yeah understand sense. you're trying to promote the trades but then you put a job that anybody could do it but you 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 make sure you mention with degree you know mm -hmm. or, or, or you almost give that chance sometimes for that person that have degree rather than have that person that have the experience and that it's not right you know I know you're pretty active in the association world as well with some of these initiatives. You've worked on committees with the National Roofing Contractors Association, NRCA for short. I know you've done stuff with uh, FRSA, the Florida Roofing Sheet Metal Contractors I, I, Association. Yeah. Obviously, I work with AMP Association for Materials Protection and Performance. We're trying to get more in the coatings contracting world, represent those guys as part of the SSPC crowd now that NACE and SSPC are merged and of course that includes roof coatings contractors what can these types of associations do to sort of steer the industry on some of the initiatives what can you do just looking at it from a more broad holistic level what's the role for associations in this process stop with the politics stop with politics it's it's very it's very stressful that someone come with an idea and those ideas take forever to take place mm -hmm. You know, and it, 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 you gotta you gotta realize that you're gonna end up losing space because people start to get tired of because you know those old organizations. You know, they have one way to think, and if you don't have the diversity, and when I talk about diversity, like I say, uh, the diversity it has to be together with inclusion. If you don't have that, you you miss the point on having you know, the opportunity of communicate with the new generation. You know, and that's what I, I see that they, they have, look, my father used to say the 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 hell is full of people with good intention. There's a lot of people with good intentions, but you know, if you don't put that good intentions in practice, you know, and you go for it and you fight for it, there's no point you have a, a uh committee of diversity inclusion a committee of this because it, you just talk 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 but no action you you, you have to see more action from those right. uh corporation from those uh uh what do you call associations you know and i mm -hmm. love them I, you know i made a lot of friends but unfortunately there's a lot of politics in it and then you have to be very careful what you say because it might offend someone you know understood so the last point I want to get to is about the role of social media in this, because really the way you use social media works hand in hand with many of these initiatives that we've been talking about. I, I guess a place to start the social media discussion, what platforms are you on? Talk a little bit about the audiences that you've built, because you've done things that a lot of roof coatings contractors don't typically do and found a lot of success in that world. Well, it started by accident. I never planned to do anything like that. What I did it was, you know, as, as a matter of fact, I was looking for, again, uh, when I talked to you, you know, about giving opportunity on executive level, on a high level position. I was working for a company for almost 14 years and I never had the chance. Every time it was a, a job opportunity, it was mm -hmm. passed to someone else. And I was starting to get upset because I was. For the last four years, I was sitting in the same position while I seen other people. And I was young at the time. I'm still young, relatively young. You know, I'm in the 40s. But I seen other people that has less qualification than me 
get promoted or, or, or get the job. You know, I'm not saying that they didn't have the skills, but I was there for a long time, you know. And then I realized, you know, I, I got to do something about it. So a buddy of mine say, hey, why don't you use LinkedIn? I say, what, what the hell is LinkedIn? I had no idea what it was. And I said, it's a platform, a business platform. So you create a connection. So I went there, created an account. But I start to change everything. So I became, you know, people, every time they meet me, oh, Bruno's a legend in the industry and then social media. Because I created something unique at that time that no one had. I start to put a, a funny stuff, a, a break the ordinary, boring thing that they used to do back in the days. Like, hey, call today for free estimate. Hey. Uh, we do leak repairs. So I created something unique that no one had it. And then, and then I started to had a cult of people following me and even asking me that there's a lot of successful podcasters right now and uh, marketing companies that they, they actually say, Bruno, I decided to create this because of you. And they now way much more successful than me. And I, and it make me very happy that I was, because you know, Every time someone reach out to me to ask me for advice, I'm here. I'm here to help. I don't have no problem. I don't see anybody as a competition. You know, I like to help everyone. So mm. I get a lot of times people reaching out to me. So that's how I started with LinkedIn. And next thing you know was Facebook. And next thing you know was uh, was Instagram, YouTube. And then the last one was TikTok, which at that time, you see, sometimes you have to be open mind. TikTok, when I started seeing TikTok, I was like, man, that's a bunch of teenagers dancing. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to keep dancing and showing my body. You know? Right. Uh, and this <laughs> I was muscle and short, but no. <laughs> so, I, I, but then when I realized, you know, maybe I can't try to break the same thing. Now, just on TikTok alone, if you cl click on my hashtag, I got 50 million views just on my hashtag wow. on TikTok. So, it's kind of crazy, insane. Uh, that, you know, in a short period of time, you know, someone that I was reluctant to give the voice, to give my voice on that platform because I thought, you know, that's not my, that's not my generation. That's not me. But I decided to achieve and target the young people that now is glued to TikTok and, it, and it's working fantastic. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the platform that a given contractor might vary depending on what his needs are, what his target audience is, also what resources that he or she may have. But just generally speaking, what are contractors doing with social media? Or, or I, I suppose what more should contractors be doing with social media that they aren't now? When you talk to people that come up to you and I'm sure ask, Bruno, what should I be doing on this front that I'm not doing now? Where's a good place to start? Are there any general trends that you see that that people in the industry need to be doing more of? I always tell people because they ask me, Bruno, I want to do something like you. I say, just be yourself. A lot of people are camera shy. If you're camera shy, maybe there's someone around your group of people that they are not camera shy. Let them hmm. shine. Give them the opportunity for them to shine. It doesn't mean necessarily to always be the boss, the CEO that has to be the 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 spotlight can be someone else, you know, and a lot of times, you know, they don't see that as a value. Could it be a, a, one Hispanic guy that having a broken accent like mine that will sunshine and give the voice <laughs> for other people to see and hear, you know. So, for example, LinkedIn, if you want to create a relationship, LinkedIn, LinkedIn is the best platform for relationships. 
if you want to find label and create a and create a you know a group of followers that will listen to you and they will they will they will they will not have any filter filters you know it will be facebook and if you want to you know have someone more towards you know the young generation i would say tiktok will be the you know the, the best way to you know to bring awareness you know in a funny way so every platform has some uh, some uh, good on it they they have bad on it like for instance on facebook and facebook uh, they have a bunch of groups right i have my own group right. there and uh there are groups that as soon as you talk about coatings they curse me out they they actually some of them they block me because i was telling Cody, oh coding is not this and that f you blah 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 and they block me and re remove me on the platform you know <laughs> so it all depends what kind of platform you use and you know you got to be very selective uh, on and choose words on each platform you know or, or same thing with tiktok right i put i, I have a segment that called osha's Night nightmare osha nightmare is a very success in uh on, on linkedin and they're very successful on facebook but when i put on tiktok they actually ban my account i had to create another account wow. because they say it, it, it promotes violence or, or challenges but now ocean nightmare when i create it, is to bring awareness of why people are doing wrong that could prevent them to fall you know because as you know roofing you know my industry my sex sector you know is one of the top you know uh, most dangerous profession in the united states you know uh so but now i'm more careful right i created i had to create a new account and on that account, I don't put Ocean's Nightmare anymore because I know, you know, someone would think it's a promoting violence or or or, or challenge or, or dangerous challenges. You know, mm -hmm. but uh, my point of view was to bring awareness of safety, you know, or, or, or lack of safety that people were doing, you know. Hmm. But they they misunderstand, you know, and you have to go by the rules of each platform, you know. Yeah, that's pretty useful perspective. You have to play by the rules, even if, in many cases, of course, they're not going to be applicable to the specifics of a given situation. At the same time, um, they may not have the resources to fully investigate that, so you have to be wary yeah. of exactly and, exactly who you're getting into bed with, right? Yeah, and if you look at it, uh, for instance, uh, let's give an example on 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 LinkedIn. You know, if you if you start putting anything a political you might mm. get a it, it might not like on facebook is a little bit different you see more a political views people will tell if the democrats they will they will go and say if the republicans they will go and say but they know in the business board you know those two cannot be <laughs> go hand to hand because you know especially right now that is so much uh you know uh fight between you know uh, uh uh you know republicans and democrats you know and it's kind of sad because by the end of the day i i can get less uh, you know i i i will vote for what i think is best for my country you know and that's what i wish everyone will look and see it you know let's vote let's forget about republican democrats let's vote for for who is the best for mm -hmm. for the country for or, or for what 
profession, whatever it is, you know, and but that that's, you know, on Facebook, you see more politics, you know, uh, sure. more uh, raising voice and uh, not so much on LinkedIn and, and TikTok. You can't because you, you'll be banned, too, as well. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, folks, that is Bruno Batista. Just such a great resource in the roof coatings world for contractors and beyond. For anyone listening to you, Bruno, that wants to potentially learn more about these initiatives or perhaps get in touch with you, how can they reach out or learn more about you? Well, it's very simple. Hashtag Bruno no BS. <laughs> there we go. Look at, look at me and you'll find everywhere. Even if you Google search in Bruno, Bruno no BS, you'll find a bunch of pictures of me and stuff like that, you know. Sounds good. Hashtag Bruno no BS. There you go, buddy. All right. Well, that's where we will bring this to a close. For Bruno, I am Ben Dubose. Thanks, as always, to you for listening. If you want more resources from us at Codings for Magazine or AMP, just go to codingspromag.com or amp.org. And you can also follow us on social media, both the magazine and the association. Again, for Bruno, I'm Ben. Thanks for listening, and please come back soon for another new episode of the Codings Pro interview series.